3: The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on v
1: Good Tuesday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, v the v app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and of course the DK Network. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. This show is packed. Good morning to you, sir. How are you? What's up,
4: bro? Yeah, it is packed. 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 -packed. Jam-packed. We got tons of guests. Like a jacket nice. Do you you refer to this as a jacket? I don't really know what you call it. I'm (laughs) I'm not not a fashion guy, you know, you know,
1: FSDS fashion stylist (laughs) ever saw on that. this is the, this is the thing today. First of all, we have a bunch of guests that we want to, uh, Drew Dinsick will join us, talk uh, NFL and a little in-season tournament in the National Basketball Association. Final night at group stage. Yes. Not final night at the final night. Correct.
4: But I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Two
1: teams in, six to be determined. That's right. Yep. Uh, Kai McKeon on College Hoops. I want to ask him about the teams that have the biggest difference between rankings and Ken Palm, and whether that should trigger futures bets. I got a bet on one of them. I think I'm going to make a bet on the second one. We'll highlight two teams. Okay. Uh, Paul Carr on the uh, Champions League. Pete Futek on College Football. I think I'm looking forward to the Futek segment more than anything. I'm going to tell you why. This debate in a year where there might not be any where there might not have been any debate at all, we might have the biggest one of them all if your Florida State Seminoles win, yep,
4: just open for chaos. you know, I love chaos. If, Gil
1: Alexander, if, if, if your Seminoles win, do you believe they should be in? Yeah, I listen. <laughs> so me, will Hill and yeah. Felica, me, will Hill and Felica, we're just getting into it on text. and I uh, will is will and I are sort of simpatico, which is. I This is one of these things where I wouldn't be outraged by either result. Don't be either. If Florida State got in, I know there's a lot of people who'd be outraged by it. Oh, but they don't have Jordan Travis. They don't have the best player, and the team is different than what it was. I still, I'm sorry, you you can't tell all those other players on the team, thanks for showing up for the for the schedule this year, thanks for going undefeated in a Power 5 schedule, and just because the one dude, your leader over there, is gone, uh, you're all screwed.
4: So, real yeah. quick, like I think, it's send, I, I think you're right there, because it sends a terrible message to college football, right? When we're in an era of transferring as much as people do, clearing for the draft, if you're telling a team that you're going to go undefeated in a Power 5 conference, win a conference championship, and we're still going to Keep you out of the playoffs, okay? The next time I'm a star wide receiver on any doing? team, and the quarterback what gets are we injured, doing? then I'm sitting out the rest of the season and waiting for the draft.
1: Yeah. Now, on the other hand. If they were not, if they were not allowed in, I would also understand. Why.
4: I completely understand. It. As far as fans go, it's better a better playoff experience. I'm just yes. saying it's
1: one of these instances in life where I would not be outraged by either. I'm curious where Futek will come down on this because Futek, as we know, is a is not only a Power Five snob, but he's also a hierarchy within the Power Five snob. Yeah. Oh yeah. So he's that guy. And
4: then I heard like I, I heard them going through scenarios this morning and like Paul Feinbaum talking about like he's going to lose his mind if an SEC actually gets boxed out. Because like there is that scenario, right, where that could happen, where like Florida State gets in. Right. And somehow you what what you take Texas over Bama, oh, if Bama beats yeah, Georgia, if Bama beats Georgia, Georgia well, yeah, not,
1: that's just, already yeah, down the road. We'll get to who he who he would have as the best number one team. What will tonight's rankings? Uh, tonight's rankings will be kind of, I think, uh, informative towards what might happen. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, this championship week, we'll get into all that with him. And then Dan Bespris joins us. I always love Bespris on this show. Yeah. Best audio in the biz to talk NBA. Um, okay. Last night, the Vikings laid a colossal egg. They lose outright to the Bears, twelve to ten. We'll get into the details of this game momentarily. Survivor implications. 32 of the remaining 112, headed into last night, bounced. We have 80 left in Circa Survivor, 80. Um, 80 left, all of whom, best we can tell, are the proud owners of one entry, with the exception of uh, seven others who have two, and one person, Champa Bay, who has three. So what is that right there? That means that out of the eighty, best we can tell, seventy-one different human beings are attached to the eighty. Two for our own Pauly Howard. You and I learned yesterday. Pauly's still alive, and then we talked about that gentleman uh, from LA yesterday. We
4: learned yesterday. I'm sure. I'm sure everybody else. Everybody, everybody else like know. Gil and I are driving in here usually yeah.
1: when those guys are on. But good. Good on him, right? Yeah. Because again, now the intrinsic value. Now that we're down to eighty the value of each of these. You ready for this number? Oh, gosh. Lay it oh, on me. Oh, God, if I could just find it. Here its 115,837.50. is. $115,837.50. <sighs> Good on all of you. Man. This, this wasn't a game <laughs> this theory. This was just a, hey, let's just take this one. But even that, right? Like, even the people who are still alive, because I'm hearing you've heard a few of these people talk about it. I still don't get that they they get that they're completely lucky too, right? Like I, I get it. It's you. You oh, did God. it, and you, you dodged yeah, the yeah, minefield. Right. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't because the others were dumb. Yep. we we're, weren't we're as smart as you. It, it's just a fascinating mental exercise. Good on everybody. It I wish for, everybody luck. It
4: works for almost every contest,
1: right? Like, you yeah. need to be good. You need to have
4: some luck. like it, For sure.
1: every contest. For sure there's luck involved, but I would argue like a Fezzik in these contests is more skill than sure. luck. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. But he needs luck, too. They all need right. luck, of course. Absolutely. Uh, as far as the game itself, Josh Dobbs, since joining the Vikings prior to last night, was number three in the NFL in total QBR. Last night, QBR stood for uh quite uh quite bad really, <laughs> actually. Uh because he was he was not good. So so in fact not good that the Vikings are considering uh well they're let's put it this way, they're evaluating the quarterback position after last night. Now that's here's the thing, as if you're number 3 in total QBR and then you have one bad game to our casual fan's eye it's one thing but to the all 22 eye it must have been even worse. Uh, let me just take you through a couple of things last night. First of all the, the after after Santos missed a uh, field goal try for the for the Bears. I'll make this quick. But the first drive for the for Dobbs and the Vikings, we'll forget this. He threw a perfect, deep pass to Jordan Addison, which was ruled incomplete, even though we never saw the ball hit the turf on replay, and no one challenged it. That was an interesting start to that game. Anyway, three and out for the Vikings. Um, Later, we'll go to the second quarter. At this point, by the way, when it got to the second quarter, it was three to nothing, Chicago, and at that point, it was 119 to minus seven in total yards. 1446 to 139 time possession. And here's where the Hobbs Follies begins. Second and 12 with their own 35 for the Vikings. Hobbs picked by Jalen Johnson. Uh, Dobbs. correct Again, uh, Again, Dobbs. Pardon <laughs> me. Dobbs picked by Jalen Johnson. Was it the first or second time I said it? No, first Pardon. time today. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say. Dobbs picked by Jalen Johnson. Um... That led to nothing. The Vikings gave them four turnovers. And the Bears barely could win this game. Also, I, know, I know
4: it was incro- It was an awful game.
1: Uh, it was awful. Then later, same quarter, third and fourth, thrown forty nine. Hobbs picked off a, a Dobbs. Pardon me. Picked off a deflection off Jordan Addison's hand uh, by Jaquan Brisker. Then almost a pick six to Jalen Johnson on the next possession. So he also had a little interception luck as well. Should oh, be yeah, pointed yeah. out uh later now this is in the second half because it's three to three three to three uh at the half fourth and seven at their this was a curious decision by o'connell fourth and seven at their own 49 opening drive third quarter it's three to three it's tied they decide to go for it fourth and two is one thing fourth yeah. and seven was odd mm-hmm. hobbs to hawkinson for six didn't get there Double anyway suck. bears bears what did you say Dobbs to Hawkinson. Dobbs to Hawkinson. i got to stop saying it because it keeps all correcting. <laughs> Sorry. Dobbs to Hawkinson. I'm just looking at the notes. Just, just
4: go pastrodot the whole time. <laughs> pastrodot to,
1: to Hawkinson. <laughs> right. Uh, that, that did lead to a Bears field goal 6 to 3. Then Dobbs, the next drive, picked off a deflection by TJ Edwards. So, a couple of these word deflections, a lot of people are going to say it's not his fault, but one of them he whipped in. The other one was, you know, into coverage. So, they are kind of his fault. And then the next possession, Dobbs is picked by Kyler Gordon. Now this one was unabashedly a horrible well, pass. That
4: was awful. Yep. That was horrific. That was yeah. That was one of the worst passes of the season.
1: Yeah. And then and so it was nine to three at that point. But so then you're like, okay, we're not gonna see a touchdown. The Bears are gonna win this. But then f- second and ten at the Minnesota twenty-two, we're in the f- we're in the fourth quarter now. Field sacked by Daniel Hunter. He fumbles. That leads to uh Vikings drive. Every single one of these Vikings drives had a Dobbs mishap that led to Dobbs deep to Jordan Addison, wide oh open. My gosh. The pass should have been in the field of play, an easy six points. The corner fell down. Instead, it's by the sideline, and Addison compounded it by not knowing where his
4: feet were yeah, because yeah, yeah. he still could have. Had Addison a game. could have saved that he play. Could have, well, but he yeah, had no idea where he was. No on idea the field.
1: where he was. Both, both on both ends, they were bad. Um, that is, li- I think we literally went through every single Vikings drive, and there was a Dobbs mishap in all of those. Um, by the way, though, it didn't matter, because then they matriculated down the field, and they got the only touchdown of the game. Dobbs went to Addison for 14, Dobbs to Hawkinson for 16, Dobbs to Hawkinson for 17 in the end zone, 10-9. to 9. And then Fields fumbles again. Like the Bears are doing everything to give up this game. Uh, he's hit by Josh Metellus. he's recovered by Anthony Barr. There's 3:27 left in the game. The Vikings are up 10 to 9 in plus territory. And this is the worst moment of the game for the Vikings. They go nowhere with it. Nowhere. They don't gain a single yard. A god awful sequence uh, that resulted in a punt. And by the way, Troy Aikman openly contemplating whether or not the Vikings should have kicked a 60-yarder at that moment. I'm like, uh, I'm not gonna think. That that's a good idea, Troy. I don't know what you're... <laughs> trying to interesting uh, night, Yeah, that's so. not good. Uh, and then Chicago took it over. Uh, at their own 22 with 229 to go. And the big play was a 36-yarder to DJ Moore. It set them up in field goal range, and that was that. Santos, 30-yard field goal. Minnesota loses 12-10. to Kelly and I have our power rankings, our top 10 power rankings coming up. The only thing I want you to reveal, because you know what mine are. I don't know what yours are. We've got to have... Not in the same order. We've got to have the same top 10 teams, we, right? We do.
4: We do. I, Thank I, you. We're, we're at that point, right? Th- because yeah, there's yeah. no other candidates. Well, well, I think we've, you know, as we've done these throughout the year, right, there's been different separation points, whether it's seven, whether it's a 12, yes, right? 10, 10, is exactly. 10 is the exact number, I feel like.
1: It's yeah. exactly it. Because if you have a notion to take any of those 10 out, there is such a raging case for the others not to go in. Yep. That's what it is. So I, I can't imagine anybody would have anybody but these 10. We'll get to that uh, a little later on the
4: show as well. Could we uh, kick it off with? We got Drew Dinsick. I'm with you, though. I am floored by the news of they're considering top benching tops. Uh, that's, a, that's like a, that is that
1: your number flaw. three in total QBR. You, I, mean, I just went through it. You were really bad. Don't get me wrong, but that's one game. Drew Dinsick, his thoughts. Next, Numbers Game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
5: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured, not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
2: If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash Papertarian.
3: A numbers game on VCent, the sports betting network.
1: If you haven't become a VCent Pro subscriber yet, what the heck are you doing? We're giving you one last chance to sign up on our best deal of the year. Sign up on our Black Friday special today and get VCent Pro access to everything we do from now through May 1st for only $60, including daily best bets, unlimited access to our exclusive betting splits, premium analysis, and 24 7 video access, plus all our betting guides and best bets for the upcoming College Bowls, Super Bowl, and March Madness. The offer expires on November 30th, so start betting smarter today. Visit VCent.com slash subscribe to sign up on our Black Friday special now. That's V-S-I-N dot com slash subscribe. I want to give you the, uh, the playoff matchups in the National Football League right at the, if, if the old, do the old exercise of, if the playoffs were to begin right now. Ready for this? Let's go. <clears throat> <clears throat> what do we got? In the American Football Conference. That's the AFC, Kelly. Uh, Baltimore will get your buy, because they're a half game, right? just play along, right? They're a half yeah. game above. Uh, but Indianapolis would be at Kansas City. Cleveland would be at Jacksonville. And the 182 point for the entire season, Pittsburgh Steelers, would be at Miami. Houston, Denver, Buffalo on the outside looking in at the moment. In the NFC, Philly would get the bye. Minnesota, the 500 Minnesota Vikings, would be at San Francisco. Seattle would be at Detroit. Week one rematch. And Dallas, the eight and three Cowboys, would be at the Atlanta Falcons, who would have won their division at this moment.
4: <laughs> what a Dallas got to <laughs> be what, a matchups there. Man. Ten point favorite. Yeah, in I was game. gonna say, what is Dallas playing <laughs> on the road in that game? Bullies that they are.
1: Uh Drew Densick joins us. You can follow him on Twitter at whale underscore capper. He is the host of not one but two podcasts: Deep Dive with his buddy Andy Molitor, and of course, NBC Sports Bet the Edge. Good morning, Drewski. How you doing, man?
3: Oh, not too bad. Uh, That was a a bleak opener. (laughs) Uh, But uh, you know what actually that sounds like? It sounds like we're going to have some outstanding matchups in the divisional round. Yes, that's a good way to spin it. Outstanding matchup in the divisional (laughs) round. Uh, Yeah, yeah. wild card week sounds about as exciting as week 18.
1: honestly. (laughs) And week 18, as we know, is uh, (laughs) what's the word I use? Squirrely. Squirrely to begin with. Uh, Okay, I want to ask you about uh, the game last night and you and I were just talking off air. If there was no such thing as betting, right? Yeah. oh, my God, some of these games, most of these games, are so unwatchable. Now, Philly-Buffalo, obviously the exception this past weekend. Uh, Kelly and I were talking off air about this, because we just went through the Dobbs horror show from last night. But he yeah. was number 3 in total QBR as a Viking prior to that. And Kevin O'Connell is saying they're reevaluating they re- re- the quarterback position. We just said the Vikings still in the playoff picture, right? At this moment. Is that little does that feel like a little bit of an overreaction to you?
3: Um, maybe a bit, but uh, the this is now I, I don't really understand what happened at the end of the uh, Arizona tenure for Josh Dobbs, to I don't be honest either. With you. I don't either. Um my operating assumption just putting two and two together was that they benched him for Clayton Toon because they knew they had offers or they were gonna have offers and they didn't want to, you know, they basically were just one step ahead of well, we're not going to play him this week regardless because he's getting traded. Um, but, uh, maybe there was more there. Uh, maybe it was the quality of play that really kind of, uh, you know, indicated to coaches that they needed to move on. I will tell you that if you break down Josh Dobbs's splits, uh, from the advanced data, um, first half, second half, he's one of the worst second half quarterbacks in football this year. Like he's in the, you know, he's in the discussion with Zach Wilson and company. And because that happens to be, you know, maybe key takeaways from the games, you remember sort of the consequential moments in the the end of game states. And if he's performing that poorly, uh, in second halves, then, um, You know, I guess that 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 could be driving some of the decision making there. I mean, his success in the game against Atlanta was all second half. Um, And that was uh, kind of funky because it was a lot of backyard football kind of stuff. Um, And then he carried that through to a successful first half in New Orleans. But since then, it's been pretty, pretty rough. Um, and 10 points of offense against the bears defense that, you know, at times looked habitable. Uh, it was pretty, pretty pathetic last night. Bears looked um, like the 85 bears last night. That was unbelievable. Yeah. And I, you know, I, even more than Dobbs, like Dobbs is the backup quarterback. He's going to play like, he's going to play like uh, you know, like a turd sometimes. So that's, that's kind of what comes along yeah. with being a backup quarterback. Um, I was more disappointed in, um, you know, some of the decision-making from Kevin O'Connell. Kevin O'Connell has had his foot on the gas, made all the right decisions analytically. He's been, um, you know, aggressive and just generally kind of understood situational football very, very well this season. When they get that fumble, um, and, uh, you know, I guess, yeah, hat tip to, hat tip to the guy that guy played his you-know-what off last, mm-hmm. last night. It was an incredible performance breakout performance from him. Um, and when they get that fumble at the end of the game, like I was holding bears plus three and a half, I was basically like, well, yeah. if Kevin O'Connell that I know shows up, he's going to get a couple first downs here and then probably kick a field goal or score a touchdown. And my plus three and a half is cooked. Um, but they went super duper, duper conservative, probably because of the, you know, evidence they had in the game that Dobbs was having an off night. And uh, because of that gave the uh, bears the opportunity to drive and kick that game winning field goal. But um, yeah, I mean, it was it, it was a very, very uninspiring primetime football product. This is now an epidemic this season. Underfest.
1: Uh, an underfest. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and by the way, I was on the other side. I had the Vikings, and I thought, Oh my God, how, are we, how am I about to cover this game that the Vikings yeah. have no business covering? Um, some of the other discussions we've had with you in the past, I'm curious, uh, we haven't had this in a few weeks with you is the mvp talk you sure. were staunchly in the patrick mahomes camp for mvp do you still feel that way
3: that's the only bet i i'm holding <laughs> so yes i guess but uh and you know the 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 con the you know the the framing of the argument was i still you know and and this may still manifest uh we got a lot of football left but um I kind of needed to see someone take it, take the throne, take the crown from him, you know, and really, really perform out in an outstanding manner across the balance of the season, get a one seed, presumably in the AFC, take it from the chiefs uh, in order to wrestle the award away from him. And that just really hasn't happened. I mean, these, uh, you know, Brock Purdy aside and Dak Prescott of late uh, are the only two kind of, you know, elite quarterback performances we've seen so far this season by a kind of historical standards. And, You know, I don't know that either team, particularly with, uh, you know, Philadelphia, presumably running away with the one seed in the NFC. I'm not sure either guy is going to get the consideration. So Mahomes is probably still alive if he wins the AFC. People are going to make cases for Jalen Hurts, although I don't see it. Um, I still think that at the end of the day, you pulled up the one seed quarterbacks in the AFC and the NFC. And, you know, you know, kind of make the case of what statistical markers or teams, you know, PR voters going to look at between these two players, you know, are people going to lean more on EPA? Are they going to lean more on just traditional counting stats, QBR quarterback rating, things like that? Um, Because it's probably going to come down to whoever gets the one seat in both conferences and those crude quarterbacks are going to be held up and people are probably going to split the vote. So this, uh, this discussion is going to go down to the wire and we may not know even at the end of the season.
1: Yeah, I think everybody's live. My theory is that because it's a one, two, three, four, five vote now, no longer just one vote for one dude. Right. That uh, it's going to be splintered at one, and then Purdy is going to be the de facto two for everybody, and he's going to win it. Kevin Cole, by the way, that's that's my operating s- assumption. Kevin Cole, uh, since 2010, every quarterback MVP has ranked first in EPA per play, other than Cam Newton in 2015. Looks like another historically big disconnect this year. MVP odds leaders and their EPA per play rankings. Um, Look at that! Who's number one? It's Brock Purdy at fourteen to one. So I think that's a uh, that's a fascinating discussion on it as well. What what about Coach of the Year for you? I mean, this is the other award that. Okay, go ahead,
3: finish your thought. Just to close the point, if I had a vote on MVP, it's Purdy with with a bullet right now. Okay. All right. Yeah. He's, he's performing at an absolute on un- otherworldly level. And, um, I, there's just no, <laughs> nobody else is really, you know, playing that well. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not sure why he's not getting more consideration. He may be needed this season to anchor him for consideration in future years. Uh, but your point is fair. He could scoop up a lot of the second place votes. I, I think the first place votes are probably going to be, I, I don't know, Without the one seed, I, I don't see that he's going to get enough um, consideration to jump Hertz, even though his seat clearly would deserve it, in my opinion.
1: And yet at halftime of the game this past week, I was receiving multiple texts from people saying, there's no chance Hertz is the MVP now. So, I mean, it's just it's so fleeting, right? It's like dri- yeah. on a drive per drive basis, let alone game by game. Uh, Coach of the year in our last 90 seconds here. Yeah. Uh, who is the guy now? <laughs> that's a That's another one where it's like, good God, how do you
3: pick? I, I, it's tough but uh, can you really look past the guy who made a very very tough decision and for the first time since 1941 fired a uh, coach in season for the Pittsburgh Steelers and there, there it is. is and then installed a replacement who generated 400 yards of offense for the first time in like <laughs> two and a half years I mean what a job by Mr. Mike <laughs> so the Drew talking
1: through his bet propaganda machine no but he really is if, if I were to ask you it a different way if I were to say he who's the best, yeah. yeah, who's the best yeah. bet right now? Based on the number, he might
3: be the best bet. Yeah. I, I, he, I, I kind of feel like he's going to end up in second or third when the dust settles. Um, Dan Campbell, certainly the shine is off and now Tomiko. Like, well, so this, this is the funny thing is like the current market prices, Dan Campbell is baked in so heavily as the favorite. And I, I think that's probably a bet against that price. Um, and I think you probably got to shoot for some of the longer shots here. Uh, if I had to have a price right now in the market, I'd probably look for Shane Steichen. I think the Colts can probably, uh, sneak into the wildcard picture. And and then they will be the perceived team that uh, has overachieved the most. Um, but Dan Campbell right now is walking a razor-thin wire. He has to beat the uh, Cowboys when yeah. they go head-to-head in prime time later this year. Otherwise, uh, it's up for grabs.
1: Colts are in it right now, and their schedule tells us they'll be in it when the dust settles. Coming back, NBA and NFL picks next.
3: A numbers game on V the sports betting
1: network. All right, we got to take a break and talk about Zen nicotine pouches. We're always debating what a team needs to do to get to number one, but Zen nicotine pouches are already there. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. Find your Zen at your local convenience store or online at that's zyn.com. That's Z Y N.com. Warning this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. We get tweets at beating the book. Always appreciate the feedback. Uh, this is from. Sorry about that. This is from Trip Tepper. Trip Tepper has thoughts. He said uh, the committee's job is not sending messages, their job is picking the four best teams. FSU is not one of the four best. This is why you have a committee. Otherwise, just have computers pick the teams. Uh, Murphy12800 also chimes in. He says, Guys, regarding the FSU situation earlier uh, on uh, Follow the Money, they read a line from the CFP committee charter that said the committee will consider the availability of players during the selection process. In other words, FSU is likely out. We're very familiar with the language here on the numbers game as well. And I don't think that means they're likely out. I just think that's one stipulation that, like any one stipulation, will get treated differently by each person. And I would counter that uh, that stipulation with a big zero in the loss column for FSU. And again, I'm not taking a side on this. I just would not be outraged by either de- by either decision on this. Yep. I really wouldn't. I, I know agree. that's like in this day of like hot
4: takes. I know yeah. that's like, what do you mean you don't have a? Si- I don't. I went to the damn school. I'm not even going to be that upset if they don't get in. Like, I wouldn't I, be I, upset I, I if get they didn't. It.
1: I'd get it if they didn't get in. I would
4: totally get it if they did get in. There is an argument for both. I think, the, I think the era that we're in with the, like, trip. I understand, I understand what you're saying. It's not their job. But it is with, with these kids transferring, getting ready for NFL drafts, like, man, you start to see a quarterback injury or something like that in the begin, middle of the year. If you're a Keon Coleman, I'm shutting it down for the rest of the year. Why do I need to play? I gonna let me get ready for the NFL draft.
1: It does kind of stink that next year when it's twelve teams, and I know everybody's like, "Woohoo! We got twelve teams." We don't get to have this kind of discussion at yeah. the end of every year.
4: You're right. Yeah, yeah. Because no, F- 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 no, F- sure, yeah. no one's debating there for sure. No
1: one's debating it at twelve and thirteen. Right, not, right. I mean, obviously not this specific thing, but any kind of debate with such passion, you know. Oh, this two-loss team should be in instead of that two-loss team. I mean, or totally, but it, yeah. like you
4: sh- almost should be, right? Like, if, if Jordan Travis is such a major loss for Florida State, right. like, how many teams should be able to jump them then? If you're going to tell me
1: that a one-loss team,
4: a 2 you know, whatever, right. jump
1: them. But you get it. It's the same thing like in, in basketball. We went from a 48-team tournament to a 64-team tournament. The more you dilute it, the less passion should really... Yeah be involved in in such a discussion. Uh, Drew Dinsick is kind enough to join us for a second segment, as per usual, here on A Numbers Game on Tuesdays. uh, Drew, Week 13 National Football League. I said yesterday on Guessing Lines, I'm like, oh, no. I like way too much this week did oh, you really yeah because last
3: week oh, I. Hey, listen, we, we got a kumbaya then because I'm not sure what uh oh. I'm not sure what's going on this week
1: because last week I hated it and I ended up having my second really bad week of the year and I was oh. going crazy like I was I had a 16 and one run on the on the megapod and I just I flamed out last week oh. uh this week I like a lot what what have you bet so
3: far uh, so far, I haven't made a single bet for this week. Wow. I mean, the numbers, the numbers as currently constituted look pretty darn good. Um, I can make a case for Carolina, uh, not just the new coach, dead cat bounce type of deal, but the defense is playing better. They're going up against Baker Mayfield and company who, uh, you know, he has ankle injury situation going on, which I think is being underreported. The defensive injuries for the Bucks are, you know, are meaningful. Um, so that's, uh, that's either, Panthers are on an under 37 look, just based on the Panthers defense, maybe keeping them in that game. Um, otherwise, I think the card looks pretty fair. Niners ticking to three was uh, a little disappointing. I was hoping to get that before it got to three. Um, I think three's right. <laughs> I'm probably going to st- sit out Niners Eagles, which is, you know, the clear game of the week. Um, all the early stuff that I, uh, you know, had eyes for, uh, has already moved half a point a point, moved on to keys or beyond key numbers. So at this point, uh, it might be a pretty late week for me.
1: Here's what I, here's what I bet yesterday while we were on the air doing guessing lines, Niners minus two yeah. and a half Niners minus two good. and a half, uh,
3: Texans minus three hosting the Broncos. Yeah, that's another one I liked. But yeah, three and a half now. So yeah. it's juicy three and a half too. Like all, all of these moved quick. Like there was no, yes. uh, no, no fiddling around uh, in the market this week. People got down on Monday and these numbers are all right now. Well, so Drew, wait, wait, what else? What else well, did you get?
1: Drew once uh, Kelly and I get to talking.
4: <laughs> I, uh, was, I was going to say like me, I'm pretty sure everything you and I have bet has yeah. moved this week. Yeah. So uh,
1: Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah. Thanks for nothing. Uh, Colts minus two uh, hosting the Titans. Yes. I got yeah, that. There's still a little juice there, I think. Uh, and then Chargers minus six. They were my one road. T- excuse me. The Niners were also road. T- oh, no, they were. They were my one uh, Chargers minus six. So the Niners also routine Chargers minus six at the Patriots, which I obviously bet any Chargers bet where you're laying six, even if it is the New England Patriots, you do with a little bit of trepidation.
3: Yeah. I mean, chargers are a fascinating just team to kind of break down right now. Like yeah, uh, I bet him last week, uh, the Zay Flowers touchdown stings still. Um, And, you know, I don't know that they were clearly the right side, but uh, just a really just a lackluster performance all around by that offense in terms of points. Um, and the defense is, is, uh, is hugely problematic uh, with some of the coverage. Brandon Staley somehow still have his, has a job. Uh, I guess he's going to ride out this season, but I'm not sure what you're getting out of player development with him in the building. Um, that said, uh, Patriots certainly look like a team that uh, you know, is ready for 2024. Um, that was a weird, weird, weird fourth quarter against the giants. Um it was either just you know kind of a low moment of the Belichick regime, or they were trying to lose. I'm not sure, um, but uh, I've heard so many people say that this week uh, during, during it was the game, just bizarre, yeah, yeah. But none of it really checked out, and so it was like you know. And I guess if you want a, a little bit of a spicy, if you want a little bit of a spicy take here, like spicy take, I'm kind of, I'm kind of shocked that there are teams that are willing to give up assets for Belichick. Me to too, me season. too. And then there, and
1: uh, he's been linked with Washington and I'm like, yeah, that's wh- the
3: last dude I want. Last dude. Who's, who's the first person you're texting and what is the tone of the message when that move gets made in, in March? Oh God, any, <laughs> my, my, I'll tell you
1: exactly it. My buddy Tommy and it will be nothing but expletives between us, yeah.
3: they're just, I mean, yeah. I, yeah, Belichick looks like supremely washed and I don't know that it's, you know, I I don't know that it's entirely explainable by personnel at this point either, like... Um. Yeah. I. I, I if if you, if you're going against the Chargers, just on the specific, the Patriots are are not trying to be a competitive football team. I, I'm not going to stop you. Yeah. The, um. But the uh,
1: big number. Yeah. The Belichick legacy question at the end. There will have to be a, a little phrase after a comma. But he did kind of suck at the end, right? Like that that phrase has <laughs> yeah. entered his legacy. I think. Uh, even yeah. though, of course, he'll he'll be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, you can say that about
3: about almost every single all time great though.
1: Yeah. Even Joe Gibbs got to two playoffs in four seasons, but he was he was definitely uh, the, he was de- the game had passed him by though for sure as well. Even though he managed to do that. All right, real quick because we have three minutes here. I want to talk NBA in season tournament fever. It is the last night of group play tonight. Eight games. Uh, last night of group play. We already have two of the group winners. Two of the uh, six group. Excuse me. Two of the f- of the uh, of the six groups determined. Uh, the Pacers and the Lakers. We have the other four, and then the two wild cards. Do you have an in-season tournament uh, bet to win it all, first of all?
3: Yes, and it's hanging on by the uh, very, very narrowest of margins at this point. Need the Rockets to win by 18 points tonight. Is that asking too much? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Hey, uh, crazier things have happened. Um, you know, really, I just kind of disappointed and just surprised that the Pelicans played as well as they did in their group stage games and have the Rockets on the ropes here. Um, but, uh, yeah, I need, need the Rockets to win outright for betting just for this game, betting purposes against the Mavericks. I think four and a half at the current market price is not correct. Um, Rockets in general, I think are, are pretty Dog doggone good team. Um, and they're coming in relatively healthy. Only guy, you know, Dylan Brooks, probable, um, only guy that's going to be missing. It looks like is Amen Thompson. I'm not really moving the needle for me. So, um, yeah, I think this is uh, going to be a good competitive game for the Rockets and I'm, you know, cautiously keeping an eye on the, the, the state of, um, uh, Mr. Luka Doncic, who, um, you know, very confusing injury report from him in the last 48 hours. So, uh, worth watching that. Uh, and then, yeah, a lot of other really good games tonight. Um, I'm, I make the nets, uh, you know, a, a decent size, uh, edge against the Raptors here. Um, I like the, um, uh, uh, the Hawks to be competitive against the Cavaliers despite uh, Jalen Johnson being out. He's been a revelation for the Hawks. If you haven't been watching Uh really, really impressive jump leap leap really from him so far this season in terms of, uh, just player contributions. And I think four and a half is good with the Hawks. Um, and, uh, and then, yeah, maybe the you know, kind of the two games that people will gravitate to the most based on last season's playoff experiences are Milwaukee, Miami, uh, and uh, golden state, Sacramento, uh, <laughs> golden state, Sacramento is pretty fun at two thirty-six and a half. and a half. Um, with the total that feels uh, that feels achievable uh, with those two teams in the pace that they like to play. So um, yeah, over in golden state, Sacramento is a look. And then uh, Miami Milwaukee is, uh, is one that I haven't cracked yet, but uh, you know, leaning, uh, leaning the heat with uh, looks like Bam's going to play. Nice. Very uh, thorough NBA. Slate for
1: uh, Drew in terms of his bets tonight. Uh, need the Rockets to win by 18 for tiebreaker purposes. You never know. Calvin yeah. Murphy, Moses Malone, uh, Kenny Smith, they can all walk through that door tonight. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Could happen. Drew, appreciate Dude, it, man. I'll purchase Shangoon. We got all we need. Uh, you got Okay. Let's make it happen. Drew Densig, everybody. Thank you, Drew. Hey, best luck, guys. Whale underscore capper for all of Drew. Power rankings next.
5: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
2: If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a paperitarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging it's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice too, because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource, and paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? i Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian.
1: A numbers
3: game on VSIN, the sports betting network.
1: In the NBA, the game can change in an instant, but no matter how the action unfolds, you know DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. This week, new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting five bucks on basketball. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VSIN. The crown is yours. We get tweets at Beating the Book Bruce Dobigan, Roy Dobbs, the natural. I love it. Uh, Joey, Joey Sinante, Papa Jojo. At this point, we should all just ask Dobbs to change his last name. Way to be over. It. oh, Way to be all over it this time, Kelly. Uh, this is from Johnny Ringo also. I'm guessing someone was watching The Natural last night. Hobbs, Hobbs, Hobbs. No, it just autocorrects on my notes. That's, that's all. And I just Ron Burgundy threw it. We can't hear you. Yeah, I can't yeah. hear you. Oh, Kelly's been uh, muted. The gods have uh, decided. You see the lights went down here a second ago, by the way? Yeah, I did. There we go. All right. A guy in the cornfields wants me to walk back my statement about uh, the Vikings being better off with Josh Dobbs than with Kirk Cousins. I'm not sure after one game I ever do that kind of thing. And again, he was number 3 in total QBR. And again, I've watched every snap of Kirk Cousins' career in Washington. He's won one playoff game in his entire life. I'm not so sure. I just am I'm, I'm just, I'm
4: not. Well, the, the one I'll side with you on this time is I am I'm, I'm more shocked I'm more shocked by O'Connell saying that after the game last night it's than ridiculous. actual Do- Dobb's actual play in the game. Listen, well, uh, I'm the first, we just went through how bad he was last night. Like it was worse
1: than even the box score. Like he could have had another pick, a pick 6. The long pass to Addison was just egregious. He was terrible last night. But I mean, yeah. maybe Jaron Hall's in great. any but like, one game, I don't know if I'm going to make that comment. Ron Mexico, I would lay minus 5,000. That undefeated FSU is in. This is such a great debate. It is such a great debate because people are like, people think the other side is so ridiculous. I don't think either side is ridiculous. Yeah, I don't either. D-Gen Southern Gent, love all your guests, but Power 5 Pete is hard to beat. Excited to hear him <laughs> Excited to hear him straddle both sides of the should FSU make the CFP argument the way he couldn't decide whether uh, Michael Penix or Bo Nix was a better <laughs> pro prospect back on October 10th's A-N-G. That's good knowledge. Uh, yep, yep. That is excellent. Uh, Eddie B., any chance for Sirianni for NFL Coach of the Year? He was fifth last year. And they were better. But yeah, if they're the number one seed, any, anything is possible. I mean, that, especially if they create yeah. some separation there, right? Like, yeah. he could
4: just back his way into winning that almost.
1: And Summer Hutchinson, he doesn't like the discussion at all. He says, no offense, I'm so ready for this four-team discussion about college football to be over with. Thank goodness for the expansion. Okay. Well, that's fair, too. Absolutely fair. Um, we'll go on with more tweets a little later on. Uh, it is time, ladies and gentlemen. Do you want to do your NBA picks before we do power rankings? What
4: do you, what do you got in the NBA? Sure, tonight? yeah, I'm on. I'm on the yeah. Hawks and Rockets tonight. Uh, Drew kind of mentioned both of those sides uh, uh, when we were talking to him. Both of those teams still, te- still, still technically alive. The Hawks may be a little bit more of a reach here to actually get uh, past the past the group stage of the in season tournament. They're playing the Cavs though tonight. These numbers were just a few points off from where I had. Um, you just look at what these teams have done this season. Atlanta, 8 and 8, uh, plus 4.3 net rating and non garbage time minutes over that time. You're going up against a Cleveland team. Yes, they've dealt with a lot. They've dealt with some injury problems throughout this year, but they are far below that. Um, and then Rockets. All right, Rockets, we, we talked about a little bit with Drew, but man, they've been one of the hot, hot, hottest teams to start the year right now. They may not be one of the best teams in the NBA, but as far as picking up W's and covering spreads, uh, very quality team. I really like what they've been do- done with this roster. Going up against a Mavericks team tonight that is eliminated from, from, uh, from the in season tournament. Um, where are they stand, just double checking that. Yeah, one and two. They are eliminated in that. So, Rockets do have a little bit of that extra motivation. I think you do want to kind of look at some of these younger teams, uh, you know, the, that this money could mean a little bit something more, too, uh, in these spots. I think another thing just so those are the two two sides I'm on. Hawks plus five, Rockets plus five. Both those are kind of like four, four and a half right now. I'll just play uh, Clint Capella over his rebound prop eight and a half. His minutes have been kind of up and down, but with Cleveland, he's going to be going up against the bigs, Jared Allen and Mobley there. I do think he's going to have to play a lot of minutes tonight. Probably, probably grab more than eight and a half rebounds, uh, pretty easily. I do think it's inter- I think it's a great live betting uh, situation tonight, though, Gil, because you have a lot of these teams that need to make up point differentials. That, that is yeah. a tiebreaker that's going to go into this, and a lot of these teams you're, you're going to be playing. Similar times, right? You might not know exactly what's going on in another game, and you might just think I've got to put up as many points as possible. It's how a lot of these teams have been trade uh, has have been treating some of these games. So live betting in the NBA, I think, a little bit different tonight, but definitely some great opportunities to jump in because you're not going to have. You're not going to have a lot of these books taking into account the motivation of these teams.
1: It's a great point. The tiebreakers, by the way, for those wondering, head-to-head is first. Point differential is second. Total points scored is third. uh, And then regular season record is the fourth. (laughs) We got to that. Uh, And then, oh, by the way, there's a fifth. Random drawing which we, we hope we'll oh, get boy, to. Yeah, hope we'll never see that. The, the only the only thing I want to ask about your theory about the in-game betting, that assumes buy-in from all of these teams and all of these players. Do we think we have that in the tournament?
4: Oh, I, yeah. I don't know if I would go that far, but yeah, you've seen some teams like the Phoenix Suns are a great example of, of piling up the score at the end because they know this differential is going to come into play.
1: And that means it's time for NFL Power Rankings. Plug it in. Yeah. One oh five. Sorry. Okay. Kelly and I have come to. We. I didn't know this. He. He. I submit mine to him, and I. As I submit him, I'm thinking to myself: We have to have the same ten teams. Not the same order, but the same ten teams in the top ten because I don't believe there's a case for any of the others as currently constituted. My rankings did not shift much this week at all. Still got the Niners one. Yes, I still have the Chiefs number two, Mahomes, and that defense. I got the Ravens at three. I got the Eagles at four. I know there's a lot of people who are going to quibble with that order of those top four. They're going to say the Eagles should be higher. The Eagles have just been. R- I mean, there's a few games they should have lost that they won. They deserve all the credit in the world for that. Don't get me wrong. But I still just have them fourth in the power rankings, uh, largely because of that. Uh, Dolphins and Cowboys, the Bullies are five and six. Put those two in any order you want. Then I don't think there's a case really to knock the Jaguars out of seven. I think they're entrenched there. The Bills are on the outside looking in on the playoff picture, but I have them as the eighth best team in the National Football League. And then 9 and 10 for me, Kelly, the Texans make their first appearance for me at number nine, even in defeat against the Jaguars, no shame. And I really do believe that D'Amico Ryan, CJ Stroud, and the rest of that team, they're the ninth best team in football. I have the Lions at 10, even after they just laid an egg against the Packers on Thanksgiving. I'd love to take the Lions out, but I don't think there's a case for any other team. If you get to the point where you're like, well, what about Cleveland? Well, Cleveland is now perhaps going to start Joe Flacco this weekend. And by the way, Miles Garrett, they did get some good news on Miles Garrett. The pop in the shoulder, no structural damage. So he should be good to go. He stayed a day, but he should be good to go. He says he's feeling good. Um, but those are, those are the top 10 teams. I can't imagine what the argument is for anyone else. You had the same 10 in the yeah, end. Yeah, I
4: do. Who, who would be your eleven? If you had to choose, I, I, I did. Cleveland uh, would be my 11. OK, I did yeah. ultimately kind of come to the same conclusion that these are these are the 10 teams. And yes, you could argue order. I agree, though, that these are the 10 teams right now. I'm just looking over what pro football focus and then DVOA have. Um, let's see. DVOA tells us that the Steelers should be in here for us. Uh, they, they're they in at number 10. No, they should. not Overall. And then Pro Football Focus has the V. Although this might not be updated from last night, Vikings in at eight, and then Seattle Seahawks in at ten. They actually have the Chiefs on the outside looking at eleven. So, who who has the Chiefs at eleven? Pro Football Focus has the Chiefs at eleven. Yeah. Stop it already. Yeah. Um, I have Eagles. I, I did the same thing. I left mainly the top the same Eagles one. This was really easy for me, right? Yep. Leave the same because they're going to play. They're going to play this. Out. I think I've been mm-hmm. talking about the past couple of weeks. I think the 49ers upside is higher than what the Eagles where the Eagles are at right now. But can't punish this team for keep uh, keep winning these games. It's set up very nicely for me, like in a college football playoff-esque of just, hey, they're going to play this weekend. I'll figure that out after that. Uh, Chiefs, three for me. Ravens, stay four. Cowboys, stay five. And I think that's – you talked about your top four. I think that's the top four to me. And then there is is that separation between – Those four and the bullies, right? Mm -hmm. Like you you said, the Cowboys and Dolphins, I think they belong right there, five and six. Do they have a chance to make this season interesting? Yeah, they got a chance, but they still got to show us they can be some good teams. They haven't really showed us that all year. Jaguars finally starting to play more consistent football. Uh, Do have them up there at seven. I'm with you there. I I think the way you talked about the Jags and Bills is spot on. Bills are still the talents there. I, I can't. It was hard for me. I went back and forth between Bills and Lions, but I just ended up flipping those to it. but did drop the Lions below them. I think that... I love your slow bleed on the Lions. Yeah, I mean, what they did on Thursday, it's just what, what they... I mean, what can it's you off. say? That Come was a disaster. Come back to me, everybody. It was a disaster. Yeah. And then Texans, yeah, I put them in at, at 10. I was going back and forth on that one. I think, personally, if I had to put another team in, it would probably be Cleveland, but I'm not doing that right now. Not when you're down to flaco. No.
1: I mean, P.J. Walker, Joe Flacco at this point, you can't. Yeah. got injury agree. situation's a nightmare this week. I mean, their defense alone makes them 11 for me.
4: And then after that, good God. Yeah. I mean, that's when you are talking about the, what, the Minnesotas, the Seattles of the world, the Pittsburghs right. of the world. I get Se- it there.
1: Seattle doesn't deserve it anymore. We'll come back college basketball. I want to talk about the biggest discrepancy in Ken Palm versus the rankings and how that can trigger a bet for you. That's next.